Good morning and welcome to Emily in the Morning. This is the podcast in which I share my morning cup of coffee with a poem by Emily Dickinson, and I share that poem with you. Today we have the one that begins, Heart Not So Heavy As Mine. Heart not so heavy as mine, wending late home, as it passed my window, whistled itself a tune. A careless snatch, a ballad, a ditty of the street, yet to my irritated ear, an anodyne so sweet. It was as if a bobolink sauntering this way, caroled and paused and caroled, then bubbled slow away. It was as if a chirping brook upon a dusty way set bleeding feet to minuets without the knowing why. Tomorrow, night will come again, perhaps weary and sore, a bugle by my window, I pray you pass once more. So this is a particularly lovely poem. It's just about this moment of something completely mundane that ends up uplifting the poet and bringing her such joy that is out of proportion to the event itself. And that's the sort of wonder of this poem. So the whole thing is written as one giant stanza, even though it does have a sort of regular rhyme scheme, right? We've got the A, B, C, B, if you were to separate it out, and it's got the regular meter kind of as usual, but it is all written as one big stanza, which could, I think, reflect the one event, right? It's This isn't something that happened in different stages. It's a sort of one moment experience. So let's take it from the top. So at the beginning, heart not so heavy as mine, we realize that the poet, the speaker herself, has a heavy heart, at least in comparison to this other heart, which is sauntering around outside. So we're led to get this image of the poet sitting inside, being pretty down, kind of gloomy, and outside, someone just walks along, doesn't know her, completely unrelated, and is just whistling. And this is a very mundane, ordinary sort of thing, which Dickinson emphasizes for us with the lines, a careless snatch, a ballad, a ditty of the street, right? Not, not an important song. They're not whistling anything particularly uplifting. It's not like she's gone to see an opera and is moved by the music and the characters. No, it's just someone whistling a stupid song, right? But then we have her reaction. Yet to my irritated ear, an anodyne so sweet. So an anodyne is like a painkiller, right? So she's saying this simple mundane action directly countered the agony I was feeling in my heart. And then she describes this experience again using two different nature images. We're still in Dickinson, love the nature images. So she says, it was as if a bobolink sauntering this way, caroled and paused and caroled and bubbled slow away. So the bobolink seems to be a bird she mentions often because she had a fondness for them. But she's saying that this little whistle was like a bird song, which is something that has always stirred her to a sense of beauty and hope in the world. And it's as though this little snatch of a tune was a little bird call and then a pause and then another bird call. And we see the bird bubbling slow away. I'm assuming she means it, it left, but the word bubbled also sets us up for the next image, which is the chirping brook. So it's lovely how she's reversed the images here. Really clever. The bird bubbles away and the brook chirps. 
so got a kind of contrast there but it it again helps the images bleed into each other this is all one big stanza one big thing happening so it was as if a chirping broke upon a dusty way set bleeding feet to minuets without the knowing why now i love that line set bleeding feet to minuets so our next image is that she's the poet is walking on this journey tired exhausted presumably in a nature setting because otherwise there wouldn't be a brook uh, and she hears the noise of the chirping brook right and her feet even though they're tired they're bleeding are suddenly dancing and without the knowing why could refer to either the feet or the brook i kind of like to think of it as the brook which goes back to our original image of what's actually happening so the person outside who's whistling has no idea that their whistling is giving this hopeful and wonderful experience to the person sitting inside in the same way that the brook just chirps along and has no idea that it is making the feet dance a minuet so then we end um, tomorrow that's italicized so we're again emphasizing the sort of passage of time i almost get the feeling that it's something that was dreaded before but tomorrow night will come again perhaps weary and sore a bugle by my window i pray you pass once more so again, now the we're back to the whistling person who is now compared to a bugle, right? a call to action, something inspiring and very grand, not the sort of ditty that we were talking about earlier. And the poet is looking forward to the night, even though she might be weary and sore when it comes, but she's looking forward to it because maybe this person will walk by again and will hear that bugle call. So lovely poem. That's all I'm going to say about it for today, but I will talk to you again soon.